Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Podcast, known as the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Believe Podcast and the Bet Online AG. Very excited to have my friend Dweez Nuts back in the place. It's been a long time since we've had Dweezy on. Uh, if anybody is unfamiliar, we had Dweez on for the last year and a half or so uh, consistently. Uh, with Lucas Kaser as well, and uh, both of them have stepped away for personal matters, just doing other things recently, and we always support that here on the podcast, so they've stepped away, but Dweez is finally coming back on the program, super stoked about that, we're going to have some fun tonight, of course, we're turning the page on week six, getting into week seven, so we're going to get you some week seven waiver wire pickups, I've got a big, huge list like I always do, but Dweez is coming in with a particular player or two that he's going to highlight also. It is trade season, folks. If you're in dynasty leagues, you're trading every single week. Redraft season, we're in the middle of it now, and it's trade season. It's time to get rid of the dead weight, time to bring on some of the guys that haven't quite hit their stride yet and get ready for that midseason push to solidify your playoff run. So we are very excited to bring Dweez back. This is episode 476 of the Fantasy Football Podcast, known as the TCK Pod. Dwayze, it's really good to have you back on, brother. How are you doing? It is absolutely my pleasure to be back on. Like you said, stepped away for a little bit here, but God, I missed, I missed this. I missed you, Sky. I missed Likewise, getting brother. on here, doing live shows, talking fantasy football. Um, it truly is a passion, and and I'm and I'm so glad you let me back. Gosh, I was so nervous. <laughs> I reached out to you. I'm like, let me jump on, and uh, I didn't know what you'd say, but here we are. Let's just, we're doing it. We're yeah, doing I was. It. I was hesitant. We had to, we had to, uh, you know, we had to run it up the chain, talk to management, you know, kind of get a background check. You know how we do sure. it around here. Oh you know? yeah, um, it's legit. But uh, but you you cleared cleared once again. Uh, so we let you back through the door, man. And I'm happy we did because, you know, I think something that's that's unique about our podcast and and special about what we do is all of us have an analytical base, right? I mean, there's some entertainment involved with guys like you and and Bobby and, of course, Bucky on Sundays and Wednesdays, but it's really analytically based. It's numbers-based. It's, it's the nerd crunching that all of us love to do. And I think a lot of other fantasy podcasts, like, they do that also, obviously, um, but we really focus on the numbers. And in my opinion, the numbers always tell a more accurate story 
than just talking football with the boys and, you know, kind of bullshitting. So I've always appreciated your content and how you dive into the weeds, you and Bobby both, uh, and Lucas, of course, over the years. Um, and uh, I just love that that approach that you have. So let's dive right into it, man. I, I kind of first off, before we get into the, the nuts and bolts, man, it's been first time you and I have dump, jumped on since way, way early summer. So you and I have a lot to catch up on here on the podcast. Just kind of quickly, uh, you're a Bears fan. Um, you're in the listener league, right? You're very in tune with things around here. Still keeping tabs on the TCK pod in general, Dweez, how are your leagues going? How is the season going? David Montgomery out, Matt Nagy, hopefully out Justin Fields doing well, but not amazing yet. Khalil Herbert, my man finally goes off last week uh, with the opportunity. How are you feeling as a bears fan in general? And how is fantasy football going for you so far over the first month and a half? Yeah. Um, as a bears fan, it's always you know, a lot of fan bases will tell you this, but it's tricky sometimes to be a fan of the team that I follow. Um, this year specifically, with this Justin Fields thing, like I said all offseason long, if he's in the game before week four or week five, it's too early. Uh, he's got a lot of a lot of skills. His talent is, is off the charts, but he just wasn't ready to play in the NFL. That became very clear. Um, you know, we're, we're third start this last week and things started to look pretty good. He made some really good reads, really good throws out of the pocket. All these things were good, but he's still to me a couple of weeks away. Thankfully, um, Matt Nagy gave the play calling back to Bill Lazor. I was, I was just screaming this all off season. You can, hey, you did that last year too. You were calling yes. that last year. I remember. Yes. And it, he's given it back and it's very clear that he's given it back. The offense is. Uh, you know, it's not it's it's not as wide open as it's eventually going to be, as people kind of thought it might be when Fields was drafted. But I think he's going about it really smart. And um, there are some positive things in the future. My one concern is this. I don't want the Bears to do well enough that Nagy keeps his job, but I also <laughs> want them to win a bunch of games. It's a really difficult sort of seesaw teeter totter life that I'm living as a Bears fan right now. But um, good to see some young players out there. Mooney obviously killing it. Khalil Herbert, you said, looked amazing on the field against the Packers. Um, Cole Komet looked really good out there when he's running like a machine. So uh, I think positive things uh, coming down the pipe for the Bears. It's just going to be a little bit before I think everything comes together. And that's what you that's what you get when you when you start a rookie quarterback before he's ready to go. As far as fantasy goes. Ups and downs, man. I mean, like I, I've got a, a really big money league with some really weird experimental rules that I'm just absolutely destroying everybody in. I mean, I score nice. my 270 per week and the next oh, best wow. in the league is, you know, 180. Right. And this Whoa. just keeps happening. So I'm feeling just on top of the world about that right now. And then on the flip side of that. You mentioned the TCK Listener League. I can't buy a win, man. <laughs> I cannot. I'm Owen. I'll be Owen six now in a minute. I can't buy a win. What is Last, going on, dude? This week, this week, I'm winning all week. I'm winning all week. The the Sunday night game ends right. Neither of me or my opponent. I don't remember who it was at this point. Have a player in this Monday night game. I'm winning all week. I'm winning after the end of regulation. Unfortunately, my quarterback situation is rough, so I had to start Geno Smith. My opponent had the Pittsburgh defense, so that oh, fumble God. that ended the game, because of that, I lost by 0 0.4 points this oh, week. Oh, my goodness. We I will be recapping that this week. Yeah, my goodness. I, I can't buy a win. So, you know, <laughs> I, I have 12 leagues going. Um, 
So it's I'm not I'm bound to have ups and downs, but like I I am having the absolute peaks, the best you can feel as a fantasy manager, and the absolute worst at the same time. Um, you know, it is what it is. I can pick and choose which teams I want to pay attention to each week. Yeah. So at least I've got that. Yeah, that that's man, that is tough when you have so many leagues. It's hard because you're also kind of you're always rooting for and against the same players every week, which is the worst. Last question here about the Bears. Uh, you're our Chicago insider here. Last question. We haven't gotten your tip on this, and of course, everybody in fantasy has been talking about it since week one because it doesn't make any sense. Darnell Mooney is the number one wide receiver in Chicago. That's no longer a debate. What do we do with Allen Robinson? You can't drop him. You yeah. can't trade him. And you can't play him. We got a bunch of bye weeks coming up the next six, eight weeks. You're going to have to play him eventually. Yeah. Are you are you holding? Are you benching? I benched him in the three leagues. I have him. I was super high again this year on him. He was in my top 10 preseason. I, I got him in three leagues, and I was disappointed preseason. I only got him in three leagues now. I'm relieved that he's only on three of my teams. What are we doing <laughs> with Allen Robinson, man? Um, yeah, it's it's a very frustrating thing, Allen Robinson, this year because you draft him so high. And and the specific reason you drafted Allen Robinson is because he had such a safe floor with whoever was the quarterback, and that's how that's how that's always been in his career. Um, but you know, if if you watched the game at all yesterday, and obviously I watched every play, there were a lot of really promising things. And if you're the Allen Robinson owner, you know, if you can manage to just hold out for two or three more weeks, maybe until Justin Fields, like I said, that offense kind of gets clicking. I think in, in yesterday's game, there were some really promising things that happened. Things like Justin Fields looking um, at Allen Robinson on the sideline, two or three different plays down the field, throwing it to him when he's covered um, nice, decent back shoulder throws on the sideline. These are the types of plays that Allen Robinson has always made in his career. He's the guy that you throw it to when he's covered and he makes the catch because he's got the most incredible hands in the NFL. As far as I'm concerned, he's the strongest hands catcher in the league. Um, a, a lot of those plays, some of the things that we saw on scramble drills, when, when fields is back there running for his life, just slinging the ball down the field. It was Allen Robinson. He was looking at, unfortunately, uh, Allen Robinson and he weren't on the same page on a lot of those. So there were two interceptions in the back of the end zone where he was slinging it towards Robinson his way. Uh, Robinson just didn't read it the same way he did. So it looks like Fields is starting to look to him. It looks like Fields is starting to look to Robinson as a safety blanket when he's in trouble as well, which is a positive thing because he's likely to be in trouble a lot this season. It's a terrible offensive line. Um, I see promise for Robinson. I think Robinson could be a potential trade target in the next couple of weeks because, mm. because I believe that, you know, he, he may never return a, a wide receiver six for you. Oh Jesus. I need a beer. <laughs> That's what's happening. He may never return wide right receiver six where you drafted him, but I think he'll be a top 15 probably by the end of the season. Um, and he'll have some top 10 performances certainly coming. I think there is reason to hope as a Robinson owner, just hold, hold guys. I know it's hard, but just hold a little bit longer. Oof. All right. You talk me down off the ledge for another <laughs> one to two weeks. There you go. We'll see, That's all you see what happens, but, but I think, I think I'm going to be, uh, he'll be riding the pine until it, it, it turns the other way. Well, there are some other kind of interesting topics now after week six here in the NFL as well. And that's going to bring us to our hot topic of the day here brought to you of course by bomb banana hot sauce our good friends at bomb banana make sure you go and check them out here bomb banana seek the spice.com for banana based hot sauce not banana flavored use the promo code tck for 10 percent off bomb banana seek the spice.com 
All right, hot topic here, Dweez. Two situations. Nick Chubb out in week six. Kareem Hunt, again, Nick Chubb missed five games last year. Kareem Hunt was good, but not unbelievable like we all kind of thought he would be without Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, at the very end of the game, goes down. Non-contact injury in that, like, calf Achilles back of the leg area. Not good at all. He looked very painful at the end of the game. Nick Chubb could play this week. If he doesn't, Kareem Hunt's going to be out. What do we do with the Browns' backfield? Do you just throw in a, you know, uh, Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton, right, rookie? Um, do you pass on them in general? Are you, you know, we're going to get into your top waiver ad in a minute, but do you are you spending any fab on either one of those guys? Also, furthermore, Jarvis Landry's still out. Odo Beckham not performing. He got injured again with his shoulder. Looked very painful. Baker Mayfield is out. They lost offensive linemen in this game. The Brownies are in serious trouble here. What do we do in that backfield specifically for fantasy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't expect Chubb to play this week. Remember, it's a short week. I think they play the Thursday night game. Uh, if it were a Sunday, I'd feel a lot more confident about it. And as you know, I own Chubb. I auto-draft Chubb, which I hated very much in, in the <laughs> listener league. But um, You made a whole yeah. episode on this show last year about yeah. not drafting Nick Chubb. I do remember that. I'm and, a big and, Nick and, Chubb guy. You and I don't see eye to eye on that yeah. one, but but I hear you. But, but so I don't think he's going to play. Um, and, and if I'm honest, yes, I am. I, I've got a bunch of running backs on by this week. I got Zeke. I got Eckler. Antonio Gibson goes down. So I need help. I'm going to go get the Ernest Johnson if I can in my league. Um, he is going to be the the ball carrier if Chubb does miss, which, again, I think he's going to miss. You know, Demetri Felton is sort of everybody's fan favorite. He's the guy from training camp. He's returning kicks. He's catching balls. But he has zero carries on the year from the backfield. I don't, he's just, he's, he will have some pass catching work. He'll probably get a few carries, but to me, it's going to be, it's going to be Dearness Johnson who stepped in last year when, when both of these guys were injured and out and he played fine. Um, it's not, he's not going to, he's not going to knock your say, it's not Nick Chubb and he's yeah. not Kareem Hunt. Um, but he, I think he'll be just fine. They're, they got the Denver Broncos this week when, and if you look at like the overall season numbers, the Broncos look like they're good against the run, but they played like the Jets and, and whoever else in the beginning of the season. Lately, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, you know, Kenyon Drake even have performed just fine against them. Latavius Murray had a nice game against them, um, all double digit fantasy points. So, you know, I think if you're in need like I am, Dearness Johnson is a, is a double digit running back two that you can get. Um, off of your waiver wide, three percent owned, right in league. So I'd go get him. I wouldn't mess with Felton. You know, he may have a big play, a big play out of the backfield catching the ball. If you're in a, if you're in a PPR league, or you know, I have one league where it's um, it's a, it's a point and a half for running backs. So like maybe in something like that, you take a look at him. But it's absolutely Dearness Johnson. Don't fall for the hype on the on the training camp kid in Felton. Do you think that they will be kind of a poor man's, if you will? Uh, Nick Chubb and Hunt because Felton so far has he's been lining up in the slot man he lines yeah. up out wide yeah. he's been playing kind of a Jarvis Landry role if you will uh, with Chubb and Hunt healthy and then uh, Dearness Johnson stepped in last year um, as well as the top running back do you think like Johnson will take the early downs for the Chubb role and Felton will take kind of more of a Kareem Hunt third down pass catching role yeah good chance and, and there's one other thing that we should mention here it's the Baker issue right like Baker 
he messed up his shoulder yeah. yesterday in that game, and he's going for it. Like he he keeps telling everybody that he's going to play, but he can't move his arm. It's in a sling. He's going to get a second opinion so that they'll let him on the field. I think there's a chance he doesn't play in this game, and even if he does, I don't believe the coaching staff is going to uh, make him hold on to the ball for very long. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of dinks and dunks, whether it's him or Keenum on this field. The downfield passing game is is absolutely not going to be a thing for Cleveland this this week. So, you know, maybe you'll look to, for Felton there um, as he comes in on those third, down, third downs, which he should. It wouldn't surprise me if on a lot of third downs both of these guys are on the field because, like you said, their receivers that aren't out there, like they're hurting for personnel. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, go get them. I think either one, they're going to have a sort of similar role to what's going on right now on that offense. They only have a week to kind of get these guys ready. Um, so don't expect them to change the entire offense around. But uh, I think a lot of short stuff and the running backs might get uh, benefit both on the ground and in the air. So, yeah, felt my guess um, for those third down pass work. Another topic we need to talk about quickly is the Dallas wide receiving core. Mm. Coming into the summer here, Bobby and I were back and forth on CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. I took the CeeDee Lamb side. He took Amari Cooper side. Huge week one for both of them. Then it's Amari Cooper. Then it's CeeDee Lamb. Then it's Amari Cooper. Now it's CeeDee Lamb this last week. A couple of duds for Amari Cooper. Lamb's been more kind of steady at least. Michael Gallup, though, I think people are forgetting, has been out nearly this entire season. He's coming back. Um, two questions here. Which receiver would you rather have rest of season, Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb? And secondly, are you at all – looking to acquire Michael Gallup and stick him on your bench here um, with, you know, the, the second half of the season coming up for the Cowboys who have not been as insane as they were the first five games of last year with Dak, but they're still a potent offense and they're going to be putting up points, moving the football. And Michael Gallup clearly has a role in this offense as the yep. number three. Uh, I'll answer the second part first here because I've been a Gallup owner since he came into the league right. and I've been, I've been the Gallup owner that was just waiting for it to happen and waiting for it to happen and waiting for it to happen. There's so much promise. This offense this you know, this big role across from Amari Cooper. So I'm not going to go get him just because I'm a little, you know, my perspective there is a little bit tainted. Right. But um, it, it, there's no reason not to go pick him up and put him on your bench and stash him for sure. As to the other guys, Cooper and Lamb look, Yes, there's a little back and forth, but they're pretty much identical. Identical almost exactly in targets, catches, touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb has the yards, and it's all yak stuff, right? Like, we knew when he was drafted, he's the yak guy. I think he's um, – I don't think. I know. He's got the fourth most yak in the league right now. Only DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup have more yards after the catch uh, than this kid. Uh, so – to me, if I'm picking somebody, I want the guy that can produce with the ball in his hand, not just get open on a route, which we know Amari Cooper is a great route runner. So I would pick Lamb between the two of them if I'm looking to have one year long. But if if I'm totally honest with you, you know, when they announced in the offseason that CeeDee Lamb was going to be moving all over the formation and he wasn't just going to be stuck in the slot, that he was, he was prepared for the entire offense, I, I was very excited. I was very, very high on CeeDee Lamb, you know. Um, and – I've been disappointed. I have expect I, I expected much more production out of him. And a lot of that comes down to this team is now at, in a point where they're willing to win. However, teams are letting them win. They'll do it with Pollard and Zeke. And that kind of scares me a little bit. Both of these guys receiver wise will have good games, but they will also have down games, a down games. I did not expect. I did. I'm not I didn't draft CeeDee lamb 
um, thinking that I'd have a bunch of these really, really down games, right? I didn't draft him as a guy that would be up and down. I drafted him as a guy that would get a lot of catches and do work with the ball. Um, so there was a floor plus a ceiling. So if I'm honest, both of these guys are, if I own them anywhere, are trade bait every week. If one of them has a good week, I am sending out a ton of offers and trying to move them because there's a lot of name value to both of them. People really want the Dallas Cowboy offense, and I just don't want the headache of, hey, which guy is it going to be this week? Is it going to be a run game versus a pass game? If I can get rid of them, I'm moving them. Wow. Wow. And and one thing that the Cowboys have now that they didn't have in the first five games last year is a very high quality defense. They're making yeah. plays. They're making stops. They don't have to just run and gun it. They're able to play Mike McCarthy football, which is ground and pound, which the Cowboys have not done for years. So it's just a different offense in general here. All right. That is our hot topic of the day here brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Now, Dweez, let's get into your top waiver ad. And trade targets. We just talked about, you know, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper maybe being trade targets once they have a good game. We talked about Michael Gallup. We talked about the Browns running backs. But you have a top waiver ad and a couple of trade targets specifically. Why don't you knock those on out for us? I really want to just give you one, but I'm going to say three names because I can't – I have – like you, I got, I got two pages worth of these guys' names on here, okay? <laughs> like the floor, the, the floor is yours, man. We're happy to have you back. Take your time. The formula for how I'm going to prioritize, like it's it's a beautiful mind over here for me trying to figure out how to prioritize my waiver ads in all these different leagues to make sure I get who I need. But I'll just give you three names, um, and they're three names for very different reasons. First of all, please, if you're in a, in a league somewhere, go see if Jerry Judy's available. He's only owned in 75% of leagues, which is a lot, but that means 25% of leagues have this guy sitting around in the waiver wire. I just picked him up in my home league. Um, a couple of days before this week started, he's coming back, whether it's this week or next week. And um, it's he's he, he he's going to be a stud wide receiver on the field. I mean, like, go get him. He, he's got the potential to finish uh, a mid-range wide receiver, too, from the point he comes back on. That's somebody you can pick up off your waiver wire. So just go look. OK, uh, another guy that I do. Just want to point out another wide receiver. We already said his name. It's Darnell Mooney. Only owned in 44% of at least Yahoo leagues, which is where I do my home league on Yahoo still. Um, only 44%. He's he's leads the team in targets, receptions, yards, 100-yard games, yards per reception. He leads the team in all these things. We talked about it. He's clearly the number one. Maybe Robinson comes on a little bit uh, later on in the season. But look, Fields is also looking to Mooney. Not only is Fields looking to Mooney, but Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor are calling plays to Darnell Mooney at every level of the field, he's getting the short targets, he's getting the intermediate targets, and he's still got that deep threat that we saw so many times last season. This is a guy that should definitely be owned. Um, he's even out snapping Allen Robinson in every game but one this season. Uh, so so, so have him on your roster if you can. Only 44% owned. But I, I told you a few minutes ago, I'm, I'm hurting at running back this week because of all these buys. So my number one waiver priority in most of my leagues um, is actually going to be Rashad Penny. It's not a name that I've seen come up a lot, but he's coming back off of his injury, which means we've got again. three weeks. We've got three weeks until he's going back on the IR again, right? I don't need him for a long time, but Chris Carson is still on the IR. Um, we just saw Alex Collins, who's been tearing it up on that offense, get injured. He may miss some time. Uh, I I at this point kind of feel like he's not going to play and if he does he'll be seriously limited it was a groin and glute injury whatever that means it's that whole area 
all soft tissue stuff for a running back. Soft tissue, lower body injuries are really dangerous. They're the type of injuries that even if he's okay to go when he starts a game, it doesn't take much for him to for him to re-aggravate and he's out. Um, so Rashad Penny has the opportunity to maybe have uh, the backfield or at least the bulk of the backfield to himself this week. I'm going to go pick him up and put him on my bench and watch what happens with Alex Collins because he's a guy that I would feel comfortable starting in a, in, on a team that knows how to run the ball, even without Russell Wilson in the backfield. So he's my number one waiver priority, um, not because I want him season long, but because I want him up until you know the next three weeks till he gets yeah. hurt again. Because he might have a real opportunity on on the field here. And again, it's a team that knows how to do it regardless of who's playing quarterback. Uh, so so give me a running back on a team like that literally every day of the week. That's a great call. And, and honestly, over the last, I don't know, couple seasons, Rashad Penny's had a ton of hype. And, and we've, we've all know the talent. We want to see it, blah, blah, blah. But he just injured, comes in for a game, does okay, gets injured again. Bobby repped him big time over the summer. And we're just yeah. like, look, he's a guy you get in the last round, maybe the 10th round or, you know, later or whatever, one of the sleepers. But then, of course, he goes down again. And, you know, it's just like it's been a struggle, but hopefully he can stay healthy. But we know that those backs in Seattle obviously can be productive there for you. So that's your top waiver ad. How about a trade target or maybe somebody you're looking to move off of? Um, yeah, I'm going hard in the paint for a couple of guys right now um, trying to pick up and and and. It doesn't even have to be right now. It doesn't even have to be this week. The two guys at the top of my list are on the same team. It's Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert coming off of two bad games. They both have a bye here in week seven. So if the if the owner in your league has a bad taste in their mouth off of this last really bad performance by both of these guys, it's going to last two weeks. So even if I've got to talk to that owner three or four or five times over the next six, seven days, and next Tuesday I can finally get him to pull the trigger, like – I'm doing everything I can to get one of those two guys on my bench. And I will give up a lot for either of them because they are going to be world beaters moving forward on an offense that is my favorite to watch so far um, in the NFL. The other guy that I'll mention who's probably going to be more realistic for most people as a trade target. um, I really like Chase Claypool. He's also coming off injury. I don't know that he was 100% quite yet this week. Not a really good game yet in his first um, first first touchback on the field, but uh, I, I he's a, he's an extraordinarily talented guy. His you, what you can't teach is like the size and the speed combo that this guy has. It's it's absolutely amazing. I know that Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh offense is not something that most people are coveting right now as fantasy owners, but um, I think Chase Claypool is the guy that you, you just have to have on your roster because when it is time for him to hit, when he is healthy and running at 100% him and Deontay Johnson make a really mean combination. And as much as people are belining uh, Ben Roethlisberger this year, he has shown that he can still throw the ball a little bit targeted chase Claypool um, enough in this last game yesterday that uh, I, I, I am sitting up, my ears are perked up and, and I'm throwing, you know, some cheaper offers at, at chase Claypool just to see if I could put him on a roster somewhere. It's a good call, man. That target share has got to go somewhere. Najee can't catch all of them. And we know that we know that Deontay Johnson is going to get his 10, 12 targets a game. But with Juju out, there's obviously room there. Pat Fryermuth, though, coming out, uh, coming out the woods last yes. week, making it happen. Is there anybody you're looking to get rid of? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously the old adage holds, right? Trade, trade high. So you guys like Adam Thielen here, again, another big game, another, another, what, two touchdowns this week. Is that right? Did he score two? Um, 
trade him after this. Like most targets, most receptions in a game he's had all season came here. Big start to the season. Big week last week. Um, unfortunately, he's become pretty touchdown dependent. He's a guy that can score a lot. So, like, that doesn't mean quite the same thing as it does with a lot of players in the NFL. But I think you can get a King's Ransom from Adam Thielen, especially coming out of this week, uh, where he and Kirk Cousins are, like, on the top of the board at their position. So, do that. I think Christian Kirk is another guy that you can probably move. Have some big weeks. Pretty good week last week. Scored another touchdown, I think, 70 yards or so. Uh, unfortunately, of the three receivers on that team that are producing, he's the only one that doesn't seem to be consistent at all. A.J. Green at this point has gotten to a point where he's consistently producing. We know DeAndre Hopkins is going to produce. Um, So if I'm trading one, I'm trading the one that's not consistent. Like I'll take A.J. Green uh, for Christian Kirk all day, even if Kirk's going to have bigger games. Give me the 12, 13 points every week uh, for an A.J. Green. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, if you can – if there's anybody left in your league that – that uh, you can fool with the Robbie Anderson touchdown, please do that. Cause he's still owned in a lot of leagues for whatever reason. I don't know why Kenyon Drake, <laughs> if somebody still owns, I think 70% owned Kenyon Drake trade him after his two touchdown performance. Like those guys are obvious though. Right. Great call. Great call. And a quick typo here. Adam Thielen, 11 catches on 13 targets, 126. But just one touchdown. One touchdown. But it was uh, 11 catches counts as two, right? That's basically. Not, nonetheless, uh, absolutely dominant. And, you know, he blew up in week one and then didn't do anything until last yeah. week. But yeah. Adam Thielen last year, 14 touchdowns, 13 in the red zone. We kept saying, yes, that's unsustainable. But the point is, he gets a separation like, like Devontae Adams, right, in the goal yeah. line. And there's just nothing you can do as a defender. So if they don't run it in with Cook, they're looking at Thielen before Jefferson um, there. So that's that's a that's a great mark there. All right, Dweez, well, we got your top waiver ad and trade target. Before I let you go, my man, I do want to kind of reintroduce you to all of our, you know, fantasy focus crew tuning in here live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook tonight. And we got a busy chat room. I want to throw some trade stuff at you, help the people out. They get my opinions every time. They always hear Bobby. (laughs) They hear Bucky. I want them to hear you. So let me throw some stuff at you before you get out of here. We'll make this quick and uh, we'll get going here. All right. Here we go. Tuning in from Twitch. 510. All right. This guy in my league offered me Mike Williams, Chase Edmonds, and Sam Darnold for Hertz, Brandon Cooks, and Mike Davis. He needs a quarterback bad, and Mike Williams would be an upgrade to my flex. I currently have Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. I have Zach Moss and Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, because CMC is hurt. Good trade. So basically, Dweez, we're looking at Mike Williams, Chase Edmonds, and Sam Darnold for Hertz, Cooks, and Davis. Which side of that would you rather have? Well, without knowing what this guy's other quarterback situation looks like, which is the, the big thing for me, if you're going to be trading away Jalen Hurts, who's a really bad NFL quarterback, as it turns out, but an amazing fantasy quarterback, <laughs> that's a really big piece. Um, he's got Robert Woods. He's got Brandon Cooks. Mike Williams would be a nice addition in there. Um, you know, if – if you feel decent about what your quarterback situation is outside of Hurts, like I would do, like, yes, go get Mike Williams, who is lighting the world on fire. Chase Edmonds is almost a throwaway right now. Sam Darnold, hopefully, is not going to be starting on your roster. But um, I would be okay with trading away Brandon Cooks because of how bad that offense is, um, and you're getting a Mike Williams in return. So, yeah, I would probably I would probably make this trade. But, again, the caveat is if, if Sam Darnold is going to be your only quarterback – after the trade, then don't do it. If you've got something else that you can do, then I'd pull that trigger. Yep, I agree. Thanks for tuning in on Twitch. Our Twitch, our Twitch audience. 
Coming Twitch. through the roof. Appreciate that. I don't even know what Twitch is. I'm too old for that shit. Fredly. Fredly coming back. Fredly Jimenez, nice to always hear from you, my brother. Coming in on YouTube. Hi, would you trade Derrick Henry? Uh, I assume this is before this game this happened because Derrick Henry is <laughs> currently going off on Monday Night Football right now. Always. Would you trade Derrick Henry and Darnold for Jamar Chase, Mahomes, and Jacobs? This is yes. a big boy trade, Dweez. Would you trade yeah. Henry and Darnold for Chase, Mahomes, and Jacobs? Um, again, again, I have questions, right? Like, it, it matters if this is a dynasty league. This is a PPR, a, a PPR league. I don't know if it's dynasty or redraft, okay. but it is PPR. Um, I would 100% make this deal. You're giving up. We can, we can throw Darnold away. I, I, people just keep putting him in here as just a piece. That means absolutely nothing to me. Um, we can almost throw away Josh Jacobs at this point. I don't want I nothing to do with a single Raider, but if you're, if you're trading away Derek Henry, who's a stud and getting Jamar chase and Patrick Mahomes, who are two studs, this is simple arithmetic. Two is bigger than one. Make the deal. I agree, Fredley. I would do it as well. All right, Beach tuning in on Twitch as well. A uh, nightly participant here on the TCK. Beach, nice. always appreciate your your uh, participation here. Thank you. Uh, do you like Jameis Winston and Elijah Mitchell? Uh, sorry, do you like Jameis Winston, Elijah Mitchell, and Pittman this week, kind of more or less? And then furthermore, would you trade Pittman for Robinson? I assume this is Allen Robinson, who we talked about earlier, so we'll go for that. So basically – um, let's go with the trade talk here. Would you trade Michael Pittman for Allen Robinson? You gave us reason to believe here earlier, Dweez. Are you feeling it? So this is real. This is really interesting because of what happened in the Colts game this last week. Paris Campbell uh, is is ready. One deep bomb. We saw him running all over the field. I don't think he only had one catch, but but he's hurt and he's probably not coming back again. Um, the season T.Y. Hilton comes back. So like pieces are starting to come back. I've been really hesitant on the uh, the Michael Pittman train this season all year, but he just kind of keeps producing. Ah, gosh, it, in a in a silo. <laughs> ah, this is a this is an absolute toss up in a silo. I would probably make the trade if there's any chance you can make this trade and. S- See, my, my thinking is if you have Pittman, Pittman is probably not your wide receiver one or wide receiver two. He's probably in your flex most weeks. If that's the case, you make the trade and Robinson can either be a flex or maybe you can even afford to bench him for a couple of weeks. It feels like an easy trade for me because I'm really high on what I saw on the field with Robinson last week. If you make this trade and you're going to have to put Robinson in your starting lineup next couple of weeks, uh, you better already have a lot of wins and a head start on your league mates. But in a silo, I'm probably making this trade. I like that call. I agree. Let's go with a follow-up here. Denver defense start this week, question mark. They are playing the Cleveland Browns, who I don't know if they have a starter left on that offense. Yeah, I, I absolutely start this this defense. Look, Cleveland has been um, real up and down offensively for a year and a half now. I don't know that Baker plays, and if, like I said earlier, if Baker plays, he's going to be on a limited uh, drop-back count. Like, you know, give, give him a step-and-a-half drop. I don't think a lot of big plays are coming for this offense. No Chubb, probably, definitely um, no Hunt. I'd play Denver. They haven't been real good in the last couple of games, but they've been good enough. Um, they are are still getting some pressure on the quarterback, so I think this is an absolute start against the uh, practice squad out there in Cleveland. Another one here from Beach. Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston? Bridgewater going up against those, Bron- uh, those Browns, excuse me, who were – a week before they lost their offense, they lost three in the secondary on the defense two weeks ago. 
Jameis Winston coming off a bye going up against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football. This is a you've got. I feel like you've got a bad team here, Beach. I don't know if those are your two starting quarterback options. I, I'm taking Teddy. Um, Cleveland's defense has not been scary of late. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't shy away from that. And Jameis Winston is just not who I hoped he'd be going into this season after a year under Drew Brees or behind Drew Brees anyway. I'll take Teddy. I'll take Teddy, but I'm not real excited about that. Okay. Uh, just t- chimed in here. Uh, my other wide receivers, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase. It could be one of those situations like, yeah, those quarterbacks aren't attractive, obviously, but if you go late round QB, I mean, that's yeah. that's what you get um, in super flex there. So. This is- is this the same guy who wanted to trade Pittman for Robinson? Is that the question? Was that his trade question earlier? Yep. Oh, guy, if you've got Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans, you absolutely make the trade because Allen Robinson can sit on your bench, and if nothing ever happens, it's no big deal. Like you're not losing a starter or a flex guy. Yes, make the trade. There you go, Good Beach. Time. Love it. Fredly, great. Thanks. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and uh, Zayner also in the background. Uh, chatting it up and the rest of you guys in here as well uh, 5102 so thank you everybody for tuning in here I'm going to stick around for another little bit here I'm going to run down all of my waiver picks I'm going to give you a trade target as well but Dweez we're going to let you sign off my man I really appreciate you coming back on bro we uh, we did this every day last year and you've been doing other big things that we're all rooting for you on so you've been stepped away a little bit but I you're welcome anytime. Hopefully we can do this weekly now uh, during the Monday night game. So tune in next week for some more dweez. Um, you uh, do have all your channels and everything else. So let us know wherever we can find your content, brother. What do you need? All right. So two things. One, right now I'm not making any content. I am on Twitter. My handle's right here. On occasion, I jump on other people's shows and do some guest spots. So like I'll tweet about those. Um, and, um, they're always fun. Every time I'm on a show, it's fun. So you should always tune in, but I, I want to say one thing to the people watching here about you, Sky. Okay. I want to tell them something about Sky Guasco, the man, uh, before I take off here. Okay. So like you said, in the or early in the off season, you, I did, you and I did a bunch of shows and we did some really fun topics. Like we had a great time in this off season talking about throwback NFL. It was a great time. Right. And on one of those episodes, uh, for, I don't know, 15 minutes, we talk, we're talk. we talking about old tight ends, right? We're talking about the old Dallas Cowboys. And I told you how much I thought Jay Novacek was just an absolute stud, and I loved him as a kid, right? Um, didn't mention this guy again to you after that for months, and uh, never again, right? Okay. So, so listeners, this is the kind of guy Sky Guasco is, okay? I get, I get a knock on my door while I'm in the middle of a meeting at work in my home office, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, um, I go to the door. There's this big old box, got Sky's name on it. It's like from Sky Gloss. I'm like, what? what is this? Open it up. And sure enough, it's a signed Jay Novacek jersey with a note that says, for, I know your birthday is not till November. First of all, I don't know when I told you when my birthday was. I don't know how you remember that shit. But he said, I couldn't not get this for you. I couldn't pass it up. It was the coolest thing anybody's ever done for me. Just out of the blue, man. Awesome, man. Sky Gosco is a great human being, oh, a thanks, great bro. friend. And, like, if you ever say anything to him, he's going to remember it. So be careful. <laughs> be careful. Next week, I'm gonna, I, will have, I will have the jersey um, framed and hanging. So we'll all get to take a look at it if I come back on next week's show or the next time I'm on here with you. But that was a really cool thing, buddy. I really loved it. I appreciate it. I love you. And uh, awesome, people brother. should know that you're a wonderful human being. 
Yeah, man. Well, that's that's just the sweetest. You know, I love you too, and I appreciate your your work and your help on the show. And um, it matters, man. It matters, right? And uh, I saw that searching around, and everyone knows I collect my jerseys, and I saw yeah. it when I was digging around, and I saw that I was like, "Yo, Dweez needs that one," and uh, yes, scooped it up, brother. So, well, I'm so happy you enjoyed it, and I'm glad it got uh, all the way across country to you, safe and sound. Heck so. Yeah. You're very welcome, man. And um, again, this has been a pleasure. It's always great to have you. Let's do it again next week and hopefully for the rest of the season, buddy. Take Thank care. You. Thank All you, right, buddy. You Take care of yourself. Man, good friend. My man, Dweez. Yo, I'm going to step away just for a second here. We're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, our new sponsor here, Carafactor. And I'll be back in just a couple seconds here with my rundown of my week seven waiver wire pickups and trade targets as well. Stick around. Here's a note from Carefactor. Hey, DCK Potters and Fantasy Focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carefactor. Carefactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carefactor, skincare for hair. Week seven, waiver ads. So my next couple favorite ads, I guess, are going to be the highlights. Now, I tell you every single week, I take the Fantasy Pros list, the consensus list the Fantasy Pros puts out, okay? I do that every single week, and then I basically comb through it, essentially, and then I go through and let you know which players I prefer to have, and then I'll give you the entire list. So I prefer to have my number one waiver claim is Darnell Mooney. We talked about it with Dweez. He's the number one for the Bears. I know it's been shaky. Darnell Mooney available in uh, 55% of leagues. You can go get Darnell Mooney. He's the number one for Chicago. It's not Allen Robinson. I do believe that the Bears will be able to pick it up uh, moving forward. And Dweez went into this in depth, so I'm going to save it. He talked about a lot of this already, but I believe in Darnell Mooney. I drafted him early this season as a sleeper, and it has been fruitful. So I'm going to check out Darnell Mooney if I can get my hands on uh, on him, although I know he's very popular in many leagues, so it might be tough for you. But go look for Darnell Mooney if you possibly can, my number one wide receiver this week. The other one we talked about here, Dearness Johnson for the Cleveland Browns. Going to be the Nick Chubb role. You have Demetric Felton also coming in for Kareem Hunt being out as well. If Nick Chubb doesn't go, Dearness Johnson, I think, could, could have a nice work share. He's available in over 95% of leagues. Go take a stab on Dearness Johnson. Don't spend too much fab on either one of these guys, Demetri Felton, excuse me, or Dearness Johnson, because they're not long-term options. But, you know, throw a couple bucks and see, like, they're probably not going to be very popular, especially if Nick Chubb plays this week. But I think they're worth rostering because we know what that running back means in the offense. However, 
if it's Case Keenum and it's not Baker Mayfield this week, then that offense might not be very potent anyway. So don't overspend for these kind of guys. Next up, Rashad Bateman is my guy. He's already on all of my teams, but he played a little bit this last week. Seven fantasy points, not crazy, but he's getting a roll. All right, he had some snaps. He had some targets, had some receptions. Go get Rashad Bateman before it's too late. Hollywood Brown's still the number one, obviously, with Mark Andrews, but Rashad Bateman's the truth. I think he will be a long-term solution. Go check out Rashad Bateman. T.Y. Hilton, also still available. Caught a deep bomb in this last game. Finally off of the IR. We thought we might lose him for the season. Came back uh, in this game. And Carson Wentz is playing very well deep down the field. So go check out T.Y. Hilton. Available in over 65% of leagues. So he is out there. A lot of people dropped him with the injury. Go check him out. My man Kenyon Drake, right, for the Raiders. Two touchdowns, one receiving, one, one rushing I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I straight up believe that Kenyon Drake is as or more talented than Josh Jacobs. I believe that. Uh, The fantasy industry does not. Nobody else agrees with me on that, and that's fine. When I watch Kenyon Drake play and get the same amount of work that that, um, Josh Jacobs does, Kenyon Drake is much more efficient. He looks better. He's faster. He has more agility. He's a better pass catcher. The only thing that Josh Jacobs does more on the Raiders than – Kenyon Drake does is score touchdowns. The efficiency is on the Kenyon Drake side. John Gruden is gone. Kenyon Drake finally had a big game. Maybe it has to do with John Gruden not being there. Go take a look at Kenyon Drake. He is somebody that I try to have on all my all my teams. Josh Jacobs had some injury issues. He's not efficient. 3.2 yards per carry this year. Terrible. I'm going to go check him out for sure. All right, then you have Michael Gallup. We talked about Michael Gallup earlier. I'll save that. But again, still available in 50% of leagues. He is somebody that I am uh, going to target because he's that number three option with the Cowboys. He should slot right back in there. Um, and Wilson's done well. Uh, but it, Michael Gallup's going to be that number three. And Dak could have an extra option there with Zeke going full bore with Michael Pollard. Um, Michael Pollard, excuse me. Uh, Tony Pollard, obviously, and then CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. So go check that out. Ricky Seals-Jones, if you're looking for a tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones is the one. I mentioned him last week, so I almost didn't put him in this week, but I have to mention him again. All right, he's going to be that number one. He's Logan Thomas now. Logan Thomas is out for the Washington football team. Ricky Seals-Jones is that guy. He's still available in 75% of leagues. Go get him. A couple other names that you might want to, you know, again, don't break the bank for these guys, but put, you know, 5%, 8%, 10% if you need these positions on these players. Ramondre Stevenson, running back for the Patriots. If Damian Harris misses any time, and he's been banged up the last couple weeks, Ramondre Stevenson's going to be that guy. Think of LeGarrette Blunt a few years ago, right? 17 rushing touchdowns. I don't think Ramondre Stevenson's going to get that, but he should be the goal line back, right? He can catch the ball in the backfield. And I keep saying it, and I know it's silly, but I keep saying it. uh, He played very well in preseason right? Preseason doesn't matter unless you're a rookie because that's all you have to work with. He played very well as a rookie in preseason. You should roster Ramondre Stevenson just in case. And again, any running back getting any amount of work with all these bye weeks coming up is worth a roster spot. Tua Tagovailoa comes back over 300 yards, played well, didn't play well enough for the for the Dolphins. Uh, they get upset in London by Jacksonville. However, Tua played well. He's a good fantasy quarterback. He's my top quarterback on the week. Go check him out. And then you can also look at Jameis Winston, who we mentioned, playing Monday Night Football off of the bye. And then Trey Lance is another quarterback off of a bye week that might have been dropped. 
Now, Jimmy's going to come back in. He'll probably be the starter this week, but Trey Lance and his rushing ability should be rostered. So uh, let them know. Um, uh, put him on the back of your roster just in case A, Jimmy goes down, Jimmy doesn't perform, or you know Kyle just gets that opportunity to Trey Lance. I do think long-term Trey's the answer, so that might be a second-half solution there. A.J. Green is another name I'm taking a look at. Dewey's mentioned him earlier as well. And another couple of deeper names. I'm not going to go in depth here, but just some other guys to take a look at and put like $1 on these or don't even put a dollar of fab. Just put a waiver claim in for them. Jamison Crowder for the Jets coming off of the buy. Nice PPR uh, wide receiving option. I mentioned Demetric Felton earlier, but look at him. Mark Ingram and Devonta Freeman. I know they're not crazy names anymore. They had their run in fantasy football, but their running backs getting work. Mark Ingram is that top running back for Houston, whether we like it or not. And Devontae Freeman was the most productive running back for the Baltimore Ravens, right? It wasn't Latavius Murray last week. So hit or miss with the, with either one of those guys. But again, running backs that are going to get touches, it's not going to be pretty. But in come week, you know, 8, 9, 10, you're going to have to start starting some of these guys as an RB3 or a deeper flex. So keep an eye on them. Okay, next up. And finally here, just my mentions, Rashad Penny is on the list as well. As Dewey's mentioned, 95% available, so go check him out. Mac Jones is your other quarterback. I think you need to go pick him up. Not going to throw for 303, but he's going to give you 250 and 2 every week. Not going to make a lot of mistakes that rookies usually do. And again, in super flex leagues with all these quarterbacks going out in the next couple of weeks, Mac Jones could be a nice opportunity to uh, stick there in your um, super flex spot. Uh, when you need a position. So I'll blast through those names again really quickly here. Darno Mooney, these are in the order I would I would pre, uh, put precedence on. Darno Mooney, Dearness Johnson running back for the Cleveland Browns, but don't break the bank. Again, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Nick Chubb. Uh, obviously next week, maybe not this week because of the short week. So keep an eye on that. Darius Johnson, Rashad Bateman, T.Y. Hilton, Kenyon Drake, Michael Gallup, Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end, Ramondre Stevenson, Tua, Tua Tugavaloa at quarterback, Jameis Winston at quarterback if you need to, and Trey Lance there as well. A.J. Green has been nice and consistent, catching touchdowns over 100 yards. Look at A.J. Green for a wide receiver four, wide receiver three. Jamison Crowder, Demetric Felton, who is going to play that Kareem Hunt role. He might be more precedent over um, Dearness Johnson overall, but I agree, I agree with Dweez that Dearness Johnson is the one to go after. Mark Ingram, Devonta Freeman, other running backs, not pretty, but go and get those guys too. And then Mac Jones is another name at the quarterback position for those of you in super flex leagues. All right, y'all. Sorry for the glitch earlier. I, I see some of you tuning in here. I I, uh, I apologize for that. Um, man, I'm I'm a hundred and <laughs> or four hundred, I should say, four hundred and seventy five plus shows in, and I've only had uh, uh, audio or video glitch like three or four times <laughs> in the four years that I've been doing this. So um, bear with me. I appreciate it. All right, that is our waiver wire ads brought to you by Carefactor. And once again, you heard the read on Carefactor. So make sure you go check out that new sponsor. We really appreciate their support. So go check out Carefactor. Before we move on to my trade targets, and then I get to the rest of your Q&A here, I want to give a shout out to another sponsor of ours. That's the Jersey Jungle on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. DM them, use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys. 
Dweez had just mentioned so kindly, very, very kind, made me blush quite a bit uh, about the jersey I got him. I have the two jerseys behind me. You can see uh, Devontae Adams and my boy uh, Justin Herbert. I've got plenty of other jerseys I'm going to swap in uh, this next week as well. So go check out the Jersey Jungle for authentic jerseys. They have baseball jerseys, football, soccer, hockey, basketball, home and away. They have camouflage. They have throwbacks. They have retros, uh, whatever you're feeling. They make a custom. So like, you know, if you're on like a adult softball team or something or flag football team, or maybe you're like ultimate Frisbee or something, and you want to get some dope, authentic, like custom jerseys with the logo and your names and numbers on the back, hit up the Jersey jungle and they can hook you up with already cheap jerseys. And you can use the promo code TCK to get 10 or 15% off of that as well. So again, hit up our friends at the Jersey jungle on Instagram, the Jersey jungle, use the promo code TCK for 10 to 15% off. All right, folks, I got a couple players that I'm going to talk to you about trading for. And last week I had mentioned and suggested you traded for Deontay Johnson and trade away Tyler Lockett. I still feel good about that call. And this week I'm going to suggest two other names. And if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter, then you can see those two names up here on the front. If you're listening back on the podcast side, I'll go one by one. A player I'm looking to trade for. And I did wide receivers last week, so I'm going to do running backs this week. A player I'm looking to trade for that I did not think I would is Leonard Fournette. Now, Leonard Fournette is, he's been playing absolutely fantastic lately from week four on. So week four, week five, week six. Week four at New England is when he really blew up. They got the win. Week five versus Miami, got the huge win, 45-17. And then last week versus Philadelphia, they went again 28-22. These are the touch counts for Leonard Fournette. 23, uh, 23, 16, 28 touches. All right. Three receptions, four receptions, six receptions, 20 carries, 12 carries, 22 carries. Okay. Over 100 yards, over 120 yards in each one of those games. All right. Three total touchdowns, 17 fantasy points, 21 fantasy points, 31 PPR fantasy points. Excuse me, half PPR fantasy points. So even more in, in, in PPR. He's a running back 17 right now in half PPR. And Leonard Fournette is somebody that he he has a stranglehold on this offense here for the Buccaneers. Obviously, they don't trust Ronald Jones. Gio Bernard is is fun, and he's a nice utility guy when Brady needs you know a bailout. But Leonard Fournette is the ground and pounder. And you know from all those years in New England, it was a different back every single year, but that back for Brady was always very effective no matter who it was, right? Even a couple of guys. So you have that lead back there with Leonard Fournette. He's catching passes. He gets the goal line work, and he's getting early downs work. I love this for Leonard Fournette. So go trade for Leonard Fournette. He's an RB2 right now, so you don't have to break the bank for him. But I think he's going to be an RB2 with RB1 upside. And he can fill a couple weeks uh, here with the bye week. He doesn't have a bye week until week nine. So he can fill this week, fill next week. He has his own bye week, but then he can help down the stretch there. And you know this offense is going to score points. If Brady's in charge of it, I'm loving it. So go check out Leonard Fournette here if you need a running back. Now, the running back, unfortunately, I'm looking to trade away. And Chris Benavides is going to love this. Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I love Joe Mixon, all right? I am pro Joe Mixon. I've been a Joe Mixon guy for fantasy, not off the field. Let's be uh, careful with that. 
as a football player, as a fantasy football asset, I have loved Joe Mixon for the last couple of years. I touted him last year. Last year preseason, so in coming into 2020, he was my number six running back preseason. Number six. And then, of course, he got injured after four weeks and didn't do much the rest of the season. This year, he was still an RB1 and started off with a bang, right? Week one, 29 carries. Week two, 20 carries. Dominated, okay? Here's the problem. The efficiency is not there. 23 fantasy points in half PPR in week one. But after that, 7, 9, 13, 10. Last week, 24 fantasy points, which is excellent. All right? But this is a sell-high week, in my opinion, for Joe Mixon. At Baltimore next week, at the Jets, who were surprisingly good uh, on defense, good enough against fantasy defense. The Cleveland Browns, who I know they're shaky on offense and in the secondary, but decent against the run. They have a bye week the Bengals do in week 10. Then you have the Raiders, Pittsburgh, uh, the Chargers, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Ravens again, right? All of those are strong rushing defenses. If Joe Mixon doesn't get his 20 touches, I'm a little bit worried about that. Now let's go down the list real quick. 29 carries in week one, 20 in week two, 18, 16, 10, and then 18 again last week. Let's go to the receiving side. Targets, 4, 2, 1, 2, 1, and 6. Last week, he was the most busy against Detroit. Folks, Detroit is the worst against fantasy running backs. This is a great week to go sell Joe Mixon, right, for, let's say, an Austin Eckler, okay? Uh, Dewey's just brought it up. Austin Eckler's coming off of two, quote-unquote, dud games, right? We know what he can do and that what that offense can do. I would rather have Austin Eckler the rest of the season than Joe Mixon. If you can go get Joe Mixon straight up, or sorry, Austin Eckler straight up for Joe Mixon off of this performance here, I would go do that. If you have to throw in like another secondary piece or something, like a wide receiver three or whatever, then fine. I would rather have Austin Eckler. Okay, so go get somebody for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's going to get work, and you want workhorse running backs. But unfortunately, the efficiency is not attractive to me. Okay, three and a half yards per carry, four yards per carry, three and a half yards per carry. That's not something I'm looking for in an offense that is unpredictable with the Bengals. Yes, they want to run him 20 times, but what if Chris Evans, who caught a flare touchdown, gets some work? All right, what if Samaj P. Ryan comes back healthy and gets some more work? What if Tyler Boyd gets more involved? T. Higgins gets more involved, right? C.J. Ozama is getting more involved. All of a sudden, there's a ton of mouths to feed in Cincinnati, and they're not running plays like they did last year. So, look, I'm not saying go go get rid of Joe Mixon at, at you know any cost and, and get whatever you can for him. I'm not saying that at all. He's a top running back. He's he's an RB14 overall right now in half PPR, but he's RB20 in half points per game, okay? So that's important to, to, to look at. 14 overall, 20 in half PPR points per game, all right? So keep that in mind. Go trade for Leonard Fournette, who's an RB2 with RB1 upside. Go trade away Joe Mixon, but don't undersell. Joe Mixon's a big name. He's on a good offense. He has some good, great week one that everyone remembers. He has a great uh, week six here last week against Detroit. But again, Baltimore, the Jets, Cleveland, a bye week. Then the Raiders, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Niners, the Broncos, the Ravens again. And then he's got the Chiefs and the, um, he's got the Chiefs in your fantasy championship who aren't amazing against the 
run, but there's no way that the Bengals are going to be running the ball that much in that game if they're trailing, right? So go trade away, Joe Mixon. Go try to get Austin Eckler if you can. And go trade for Leonard Fournette. All right. Those are my trade away and trade for targets. We already did the waiver ads. Again, my man Dwee's jumping on here. Let me get to a couple more of your questions here, and then I am going to get out. Again, sorry for anybody that just tuned in uh, or saw the glitch earlier. Um, appreciate you know y'all hanging out with us and and whatever. So we'll we'll move forward with that. All right, Jacob Gallegos, uh, tune in. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Beach needs that one. Um, let's see here. Dang, I just dropped out. You guys just talking about the game in the chat. I love it. Uh, drop Tannehill and pick up Kirk question mark, drop Tannehill, pick up Kirk. If you need a quarterback, then keep Tannehill. I know it's been rough, but AJ Brown's starting to get going. Julio will be all right. Derek Henry's that offense. Um, if you're in a single quarterback league, there's other options Then yes, I would drop Tannehill, go get Christian Kirk. If you're in a super flex league and there's no other quarterbacks available, which I can't imagine they would be, then no, I would not drop, um, Tannehill, because you just you need quarterback. So if it's super flex, no. If it's single quarterback, then yes, Bobsy, I would uh, go ahead and make that move. All right, I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Huge thanks to my good friend and special guest, our man Dweez Nuts. You can catch him on Twitter at Dweez Nuts, all Z's, no S's. And of course, you can find me on Twitter as well at Sky Guasco. You can listen after the fact if you ever miss a live show, guys. Make sure to download our podcast anywhere you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can hear us through the Believe Podcast Network, download it for free, and get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, and then we have all of our podcasts. So if you miss a couple of days or you miss us live or whatever, we have every single one of our episodes here gets reproduced as a podcast. So if you miss it, you can dial back and catch our podcast and you can, you know, turn it on one and a half speed. That's how I listen to mine. And you can blast through the knowledge again so you can get all caught up. So I recommend that. And we would really, really appreciate you leaving us a rate and review. I know it's corny. I know it's cheesy. Every podcast asks you to do that, but it really helps us in our algorithms and helps get the word out. And we like the feedback. So give us an honest review. It takes 30 seconds. Give us an honest review and give us a rating what you think we deserve. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to our friend Dweez, my man, and uh, just the kind words. That was really sweet. I appreciate that. We're going to be back with you with a whole week of episodes, of course. Buck and Bob coming up. I got my man Jordan coming up. We got Chris Benavides coming up at the end of the week as well. And, of course, we have our Sunday live start sit show. For those of you that have not tuned in yet, make sure Sunday morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, you jump into our Sunday start sit live stream right here on YouTube. And you're also available to hit us up on Venmo and drop us a contribution and give us your question right away. And we will jump you to the front of the line. So you can either do that on super chat function by subscribing on YouTube to the fantasy focused show right here, or you can do that on Venmo as well. We appreciate you sticking around here. Thank you very much again. Sorry for the glitch. It happens. 475 episodes we're gonna bound to have one every once in a while enjoy the rest of the monday night football game we'll catch you next week make this an incredible week and crush uh starting off here so i hope you have a wonderful rest of your night and crush it the rest of this week all of the fantasy football episodes here are brought to you by bet online and the believe podcast network once again subscribe and follow anywhere on facebook twitch twitter or youtube I'm your host, Sky Guasco, for my man, Dweez Nuts. We'll catch you next time, y'all.
I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.